I tend to think that, especially when we look at Africa in particular, people in some ways need to be more risk prone. I still think we face a huge culture of risk aversion. This is Shanta Blumen, the founder and managing director of Mobility for Africa, a social enterprise that provides electric mobility for rural communities in Zimbabwe. So I have visited many parts of rural Africa, been to many countries, to off-the-beaten rural villages, and it really contrasts with my experiences in Asia. So I, I lived both in Thailand and in China. And there, of course, the two-wheeler and the three-wheeler had become a very important enabler for both rural and urban families. It gave them their own transport, their own mobility to, you know, get their kids to school, to use it for income. And it felt like, why couldn't we now take advantage of the fact that we have entered into electric to try and solve this last mile transport crisis in rural Africa? I'm Rama Shakaki, and you're listening to Innovate with Purpose, the official podcast of Expo Live, an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. The idea behind Mobility for Africa was born out of frustration. Having worked in the development sector in Africa and Asia for more than two decades, Shanta was dismayed by the lack of mobility options available, especially for women. Here's how it's set up. Mobility for Africa provides a fleet of electric tricycles called Ehamba. People can call or send an SMS to get picked up and driven to a specific location, similar to an Uber, but the difference is it's entirely run on electric three-wheeler tricycles. So essentially, we're using three-wheeler e-tricycles in a fleet management systems, and we have a battery charging station um, where we do battery swapping. And the intent is to alleviate the long distances they face doing lots of things from getting their uh, produce to the markets, to, to to getting to their fields to plant um, their crops. That sounds like a great utility. So tell me, Shanta, um, you started in Zimbabwe and Hamba has been operating there for a few years. Can you perhaps tell us a bit more about who has benefited from the fleet the most? I mean, what is the impact you're seeing in the local communities that you've been operating in? So some of the women worked in agriculture. Uh, for example, one group last year harvested 32 tonnes or 32 truckloads of humba, which humba carries three to 400 kilos of onions. With the humba, they were able to, to basically access their fields more quickly and then be able to transport their harvest back to their house and then take it eventually to the market where they, where they sold it. So their income was significantly higher by having mobility. This has been extremely useful because many people have benefited then from the transport and logistics services. The women who drive them work in a group of three and they earn a commission. So it also helps to create jobs for them. 
also traders and women in small enterprise. So, for example, one of our oldest participants works with her daughters and they have a baking business. So they have an underground oven and they make bread buns. And before they had no real way to get the bread buns to their customers. I mean, they would walk once a day to the school, which was nearly 10 kilometres. And now with the Humber, they can take buns to the clinic, buns to the school, deliver door to door. And so they've also increased their productivity enormously and now have a much more successful baking business. In rural Zimbabwe, many women deliver their babies at home because finding transport to a clinic can be a hurdle. So, Mobility for Africa started offering pregnant women and new moms a ride to and from their local health clinics. I mean, one woman actually delivered in the tricycle on the way to the health clinic. But the great news was that the baby got there safely and obviously went home healthy and and the mother and the new baby could be dropped home in the in the tricycle that that warms my heart um there seems to be a focus on empowering women in the community was that a conscious decision from the outset a lot of people have said to me why why focus on rural why focus on women why don't you be more pragmatic and focus on the existing market and then move down to the women and the rural you know and, and maybe there is some truth in that but for me what drives me and gets me up every day is the the rural women who I've met who are really strong and amazingly resilient but who are the priority and who should be our priority I don't think I would be driven as much by focusing on just the existing market of people that farmers or urban populations that can afford a tricycle so I may be naive because from a business case it might be easier to start at the top but I see it as a pyramid and we wanted to prove that the bottom of the pyramid which is rural women farmers are a viable market need this service and are very capable of affording it and with this investment in transport will be able to only go up in terms of increasing their productivity and and having a, a really qualitative impact on their lives. A lot of people sort of say to me, well, you know, obviously rural carbon emissions from transport are non-existent if everyone is walking and using a bicycle. But I think from a climate justice perspective, that's that's not good enough. These communities where we're working are going to face the weather extremes of climate change. They're going to bear the brunt of, you know, the fact that some people have fantastic mobility and it wouldn't be fair to exclude them from this exciting opportunity to bring transport solutions to them. The challenge here is twofold. Setting up these services and systems in rural areas where infrastructure, access to technology, and access to energy can be difficult. And, at the same time, fundraising, especially for a new market, is not an easy feat. I have to admit, I came to this, obviously, with a perspective that I, a naive, idealistic perspective that I wanted to change the world. 
And I was tired of talking about the problems, which I'd done a lot in my years in development, and now wanted to be really practical. And I thought that would be easier to align with business principles and people wouldn't be so cynical and skeptical to invest. And one of the challenges is that our model is, it requires CapEx up front. It's, it's tricycles, it's batteries, it's hardware. It's not just a digital app or platform. People want to see the business financial model. They seemed obsessed by numbers rather than the potential of the impact. So I'm hoping that now we're moving towards more of a focus on impact investing, that there will be a genuine rethink and, and more risk taken into just piloting and testing and experimenting, especially with climate change. We need to be practical, but, but practical means not obsessing about a financial model before you've even actually invested in testing the solution. It's been a challenge to prove to people that we can be sustainable, it can be profitable, and we're still building that evidence base. I know for social entrepreneurs that can be a long journey, but speaking of your evidence base, how do you measure your impact? The storytelling and measuring impact has been built into the design of everything we've done. We've used qualitative approach, which means good old-fashioned conversations with the women where we'll invite them together. And we've also we invested in quantitative evidence, which obviously was trying to, to look at the GPS data. We put um, trackers on the tricycles to measure where people were travelling to where were the important places they wanted to go, what were the common routes. That data, of course, is, is valuable because it, it helps to inform if you're designing transport services, if you're, if you're looking at where you should improve roads in rural areas. Um, so we've been focused on also collecting economic data. How have we seen what indicators have moved in the, in the rural health system? How many more mothers delivered at the health clinic so we've been really trying to, to measure as much of that social impact as possible, both with numbers but also with the stories. Through both anecdotal evidence from the community as well as the numbers, Shanta was able to show how investing little money in mobility, specifically sustainable mobility, is a long-lasting and far-reaching solution. The Hambas provide mobility to rural communities, but also opportunities for new jobs, new skills, and new services. All this was kickstarted with the help of the Expo Live grant that they received last year. Winning the Expo Live award was extraordinary. It was a miracle in a way because we applied in the first year of our pilot and not only was the award itself very valuable financially, but more than that, being part of this community, knowing that we had an opportunity with Expo 2020, knowing that we had recognition from an amazing group of people that felt like we weren't crazy and that believed in us has been so valuable because some days you do think, oh, am I really crazy? Uh, that's a question that all social entrepreneurs ask themselves. 
Um, that's wonderful to hear, Shanta. So what's next for you and the team at Mobility for Africa? We have a lot of rural communities in Zimbabwe that are shouting out to us and asking for us to come. We also have huge demand across the continent. I've had emails from Cameroon, Nigeria. I've got people in Benin that want to partner with us, um, Zambia, Malawi, across the continent. Having the partners that are willing and interested in what can be a slow journey has been really important. Patience and willing to find out with you what will work, being willing to accept that not everything works and failure is part of the journey. There is an African proverb and it says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. The problems are big and we need to solve things together. So I, I tend to see everyone as a potential partner and a strategic ally. Innovate with Purpose is the official podcast of Expo Live, an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. Innovation can come from anywhere to everyone. Learn more by visiting expo2020dubai.com forward slash expo dash live. Innovate with Purpose is produced by Kerning Cultures Network. Episodes are released every Sunday and Wednesday. Subscribe to Innovate with Purpose on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review.